Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And I'm not going away, but some dirty Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Well, hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the Valley. I put on a funny voice there, didn't I? I think it goes with the turf here at Cholton, SE7. We're just watching the pre-match build-up, uh, which is basically a series of Millwall goals against AFC Bournemouth. Why they're showing it, I think it was, oh, it was Millwall's last game on the big screen. Uh, they just had a, like a pre-match um, set-the-scene thing. Not that the Millwall I haven't done the introduction yet. It's, um, I just had a, a, a graphic on the screen that said six miles apart. And I said to Paul Turner, who is whooping with Doy behind beside me, Six miles, but a culture shock, Paul, isn't it? Two very different things. Oh, it's massive. It's, it, it, it is a Premier League ground, but they're not here. They're not in the Premier League anymore. And um, we're in a situation where we've got the Indian sign over them, Nick. Uh, the 35 wins to their 11 in history. I, it's an amazing record. I absolutely have no idea when they're going to beat us, but hopefully, hopefully I'll be them. dead by then. <laughs> Paul Turner, incidentally, congratulations, Chairman of the Lions Trust. Congratulations, mate. Newly voted into the Lions Trust. Well done. Well, thanks very much. Uh, I think the situation with the Lions Trust it is a safety net for for the club, the football club, not for the ball. And I feel that, with regards to the AMS situation and the trust, we're in the same position, really, where we're trying to protect the future of the club. So we're just awaiting the entry of the two teams. It's largely empty valley at the moment. I don't know if any of you listeners ever came to the old valley. It's a very, very different ground now. It's a Premier League ground, in all honesty. It's, um, it's quite an impressive-looking um, site. The, the, the old covered end is now a two-tier corner-filled in extravaganza of Premier League Guiana. Uh, the old seating area, which used to be like a very bizarre um, roof gable type thing to the left of our away end. It's now replaced by a similar two-tier um, red-seated um, affair, quite quite large. And then the old terrace, one of those vast terraces on our right, which was, uh, I don't know what it would have been called, but I used to call it the vast terrace in my, in my younger days, um, is, is also uh, one-tier seating. Uh, the only thing that seems to remain from the olden days is the, is the away end. That's a cold day in south-east London. The uh, sunshine is just starting to poke through a blue sky now, finally. It was fairly... 
Cooled and damp and drab early on, but it's, it's, it's lively up now. The floodlights are on. Charlton, of course, a team in turmoil, civil war, really, at this club. The uh, Belgian owners, Roland de, Ch de Chatelet, um, which sounds like a cartoon character, but he's a real person. He's, of course, running the, the, the club into the ground. They seem to have livened their act up lately with the acquisition of Carl Robinson, the ex-Milton Keynes manager I've always rated at this level anyway. Um, so hopefully um, we've got enough on them today. They do seem to be on the, on the up slightly, form-wise. Off the pitch, clearly still issues and turmoil. It's, it's, it's a different situation to our backs against the wall, fight against the world at Millwall. At least we're fighting as one outwards. They seem to be fighting within, and that's never, never good. That's always destructive. Carl Robinson speaking on the, it's the newspapers in the week, claimed that the, the, the atmosphere at the Valley on its day can be rocking, it can be hostile. I've never known it be hostile down here, other than when we're here, and we make it hostile. I've never actually known a shoulder to be in any way, shape or form hostile, but that's what Carl says. Um, he may have been drinking some of the old um, special case cider at the time, I don't know, but certainly that's his viewpoint, so he's welcome to it. The army says Charlton fans have come out in their tens today. <laughs> it's, it's, it's um, well, a couple of minutes to kick off, Paul. It's, it's, there is hardly anyone here, mate. Uh, no, very sparse. from a home, home fans' point of view, it's very sparse. Uh, good turnout from the Lions fans as usual. Uh, obviously, it's like a few of them turn up. Won't be any fun if there's no one here to see it. No, absolutely. I think. Um, there's a lot going on in the background with this club, yeah. and it shouldn't be lost on us. No, no, it's another scandal. Uh, it's a scandal to us, but, so, you know, the same story. They're, they're, all, they're already calling it the Belgium connection. Uh, I think, in, in essence, a lot of fans have thrown in their season tickets and not bothered to renew, and it is sad to see. It even sad. though I'm, you can see it around this stadium. There's, there's not many here. Um, it's, it's a derby game. It's a big game for, for both sides. It's a, it's, a, it's a scandal, really, but there we are. That's, that's small-time football in the modern football world. Yeah, not that we really give a shit about Charlton, but bearing in mind what we're going through at our own club at the moment, I think in the end, football club owners, they owe a lot to the fans that turn up every week. Absolutely. And unfortunately, it does seem that the owners of this particular club don't generally give too much of a shit about the fans that have been going for the last God knows how many years. Well, very diplomatically put there about we don't really give a shit, too much of a shit for child. I think that, that's, that's statesman-like as a new, in the new role. Well, you know, I think from a point of view of my role in the Lions Trust, uh, I try and devolve it from actually going to football. I mean, it's never been an intense rivalry for me, Paul. I don't, do you ever feel it as an intense rivalry between Charlton and Northern? There is no real level of um, hatred between us, is there? Um, in my age group, it's not even a rivalry. No, no, I'd agree uh, with uh, but, but I understand that, you know, the younger, the younger age uh, fans of Millwall, they may well have a rivalry with Charlton, Crystal Palace or any, any other club that's, you know, in London. For me, there's only one rivalry, that's... West Ham, yeah. Who else? Who else is there? I think it's an internet-driven thing. I think a lot of kids now are Facebooking and schools in the area. Children have a little bit of a spurt in the Premier League, so it's become... It always feels a bit artificial. It's something that's doing it between Chelsea and Chelsea. I don't feel it at all. Oh, no, Greenwich. No, I don't hate them at all. As far as I'm concerned, they're another South London club. They're very active in the local area in the schools. Yeah. And, um, That's the end of it, really, yeah, absolutely. And I think that in the end, 
we, at some point we will need to stand with them because this club is being decimated by its owners. Oh, totally. You see around this stadium, I mean, obviously it's a radio podcast, so you can't see it, but it's, it's sparsely um, attended from real chat. The home end's probably about half full. Side stand, maybe under half. Sort of, same on the same about quarter on the other side. Any road up, that's enough of all that. We've got two teams arriving on the pitch. And I think that's the Red Red Robin. I haven't heard that for a few years, playing above us. Yes, it is the Red Red Robin. And there's the response. Spill team. Archer and I don't know what the capacity of the ground is there, must be what, 30,000 or so? I think there were plans to take up the 40,000 in the uh, the pomp of the Premier League. That must have been abandoned some time ago. Uh, it's probably filled up a little bit as the last few seconds towards kick-off come now, so it's still sparse. There's lots and lots of red teams left in there. So we're going to be attacking the, uh, the away fans in the first half. A minute's silence, which I'll stay with. If I can just have your attention, please. Sadly, football has lost two great servants this month, with former England manager Graham Taylor passing this week and former Charlton player Paul Went passing last week. Both will be sadly missed and we will now honour their lives with a minute's applause. Thank you. One minute's applause, one minute's silence. Paul Went, I remember the name, and um, we've got a picture of him on the, uh, on the scoreboard here. Um, don't recall much about him, but Graham Taylor clearly, ex-England manager, Watford manager back in the uh, in the day, and um, always a character in the game. And um, no sad news that he passed away this week. Uh, R.I.P. Very true, as it says on the stadium scoreboard. It's actually quite a long time to applaud for for a minute. We've tried it. It's harder than being silent for a minute. But I suppose you get less, less chance of people saying something. Things. I'm kind of show clapping, I'm not really clapping, I've got the microphone in the hands, so I don't really want to bang it. So I think that man. There you go. Man, this is guy for our man just describes as the big London derby. I don't think really oh. I'd go that far. Well, you know, it's not Arsenal Tottenham, but you know what? West Ham, Spurs, I don't know. Well, West Ham Millwall. West Ham Millwall, yeah. Try that out. Certainly the 177 bus derby, that's good. That's the run, the 177 at Newstar. I might have betrayed my knowledge of 1970s bus routes there. And away we go to the resounding shouts of you fucking prick at the referee for a full start a few minutes ago. Indeed, sentiments I feel we can all go along with. What an embarrassing song that was. I don't like that one, Sound Thunder, it's ours. Oh, you're ultras. I think I want to say on the show right away, we will knock that on the head immediately. Well, yeah, we're not ultras. No, absolutely, we condemn that. The AMS actually condemns that chant. The signs aren't exactly great for a footballing extravaganza today, dear listener. It's a flat atmosphere, it's a real sharp contrast with the beautiful night, actually, wouldn't it? Just 21st of December, was it a Wednesday night, pre-Christmas night? At the Den, fantastic rip-roaring atmosphere. This feels very much like a, I don't know, old Sunday morning back in the old days before the, the age of seven day a week trading. It feels a bit like that. Nothing going on. 
Paul over top and Craig trying to throw Greg. He's through a goal. He lobs the goalkeeper. That's going to go wide. Unfortunately, about a yard wide. Unlucky. Seven and a half minutes. That was a, there was a moment trying to lob the goalkeeper under pressure from the defender. He's just gone about a yard wide in the event. First real chance to go lines Lee Gregory. Seven and a half minutes. Just starting to look a little bit... Um, like we're raising the gear a little bit. Paul, last yeah, it's taken ten minutes for us to get on top, Nick. But it's yeah, absolutely. I can't help thinking if that uh, chance to come to Morrison, it might have gone in. Good break in play. Charlton played down for a few minutes now. Gives an opportunity for the Super Neil Harris song to get his first outing of the afternoon. So it might be serious. The Charlton player's got the stretcher coming on now. It's been down for some time. I was nostalgic on, on Twitter. I don't know if anyone follows me on Twitter, but uh, I was nostalgic, if that's a word, about the old valley. Um, I remember coming up here with my mates when we go football on the Saturday, just any, any club really. Charlton being the local one to where I lived in Mottingham. And we get the 161 bus stop, uh, bus up to Woolwich from, uh, from Mottingham. And actually did, I mean, it sounds a bit cliche to say, but we actually did climb in under the San Bartram gates, which are probably to the right of where I'm standing at the moment. It's like a little hillside behind the stadium now. Once upon a time, that hill was all terracing, crumbling terracing, literally, because we climbed in over um, a bushy-type, fancy-type thing, and it was all rubble. And I later found out when I got home, my, my dad said that used to be even the bigger terracing. The place was vast. It was a vast bowl of terracing. Um, and it was bigger still back in the uh, 1930s. So... Um, it's like the control players leaving the pitch on the, on the stretcher. Yeah, the Getting applause off the yeah. to see. I don't like to see that with anyone. Um, but yeah, so it, it was a vast arena. I mean, it was, it was just a, 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 literally a valley, um, hence the name. Uh, but it was all stand-up terracing. Um, we climbed in over rubble. And once upon a time, it was a larger part of the stadium, unbelievably. I think the record was the old valley. It was 75,000, 76,000. Back in the 1930s. He doesn't want to play for a warm, A warm welcome. Tony Watt. Josh McGuinness, he's a well-rated player. Left the pitch. Um, I just picked up on that. It's a fantastic podcast I run here. And I just picked up on the fact that a major name just left the pitch. And they're taking the piss out of the player, the sub-player that came in. Tony Watt. The, the Chalbo's just coming. Don't don't want to play for him, Paul? No, apparently not. He's, um, he's well, r- rumour is he's looking for a move, but yeah. there's no doubt he's half decent in this league. Right. 15 minutes. Been a scrappy 15 minutes. Little ball in the box. That's right across the Chalbo defence there, and they're going to bring it away. Um, it's not exactly been um, a game to write home about so far, but certainly the Lions have looked a little bit more with it than Chalbo have so far. Their moves seem to be breaking down at the last moment. And they're just on the attack here. The seven's on the attack into the box. That's going to go over a corner. First Cholton uh, opportunity. Um, it's 15 and a half minutes. Yeah, Calling down the far end. Cholton trying to pass the ball around the mill penalty area. They're trying to work it to the wings to get the cross in. This is the eight now back more centrally. He is bobbling shot and um, Jordan Archer uh, took it well enough because it was an awkward little shot, scuffy kind of shot, and it just had a, a, the kind of feel it might bounce up high at the last moment. 19 minutes. Morrison winning every little thick header on. This is. Um, Craig from the left there, it's going to be a ball into the box, it falls to Fred, can he turn? He can't. Scuff clear in the end. Lines back on the attack, this is going to be Cummings, if he can get it, Carl is going to go out for a throw-in. Little moments opportunity there for Fred, he just could not turn, he was under pressure, back to goal. Uh, three defenders on, he just couldn't turn. It would have been a tall order for anyone. 
nice defensive work by Fred on red on line on the music then. Praise for Fred's defender, just runs into trouble. His defensive work is getting praised. His attacking run there fell apart slightly on 21 minutes. But Fred certainly, uh, in the midst of contract talks at the moment, um, Fred has people, apparently Fred has people, who knew? And they are talking to the club about contracts, new contract extension and some such. 22 minutes coming up, so halfway through the first half. Um, the Lions look more direct and more dangerous when they get forwards. Shelton have passed the ball, probably had more shots on goal, in all fairness, without looking truly dangerous. But so far, the Lions do look like they are a little bit sluggish. Must try harder, as I used to say in my school reports. Ball lumped back forwards is Morrison on the left as we look. Can he control? He can. Floats it into the middle. It's Lee Gregory for the close. Off the line for the five. Puts it going for the corner. A little direct head. Could, just couldn't get enough power on target. And the five lumps it behind for the corner on 22 minutes. 23 coming up. Going to be a little corner to the right as we look from the away end. Left as we attack. Ball comes. Fred gets his head on it. It's back on target. The goalkeeper takes. Trout shouts for penalty. Not given. 23 minutes, I didn't see enough of it either. I ain't gonna go to you for any more match comment, you can't see no, that. You're in my fucking seat. Morris <laughs> has been held. Ironic cheers. For the free kick. On the right as we attack, just outside the penalty, left as we look from the away end. Be a free kick opportunity for, for Sean Williams, 24 minutes. That's Williams gonna take, little faint move. The wand. Little ball in the box, it's Byron. Off the line, just couldn't get the flick out on him. Many power, another opportunity for the lines taken well by the goalkeeper on the line. 25 minutes. Just looking like a costly game for Schultz. They've lost uh, one player already. Looks like another one going to go out for injury now. 27 minutes, 27 minutes. Substitute stripping off on the far side as we look. Drop ball, Morrison under, under injunction to shoot, puts it high over the bar. <laughs> And the goalkeeper has a little moan at him, he's supposed to concede possession, which he has done, he's gone for a goal kick, so um, it's just been uh, rather silly. It's a very different kind of game here today, uh, dear listener, it is a flatter atmosphere, there's, there's less um, blood and thunder, um, you know, the then supplies blood and thunder, that's what we all go there for, the drama and the pulsating um, electricity, those big nights, and there's nothing like that here today, it's, uh, yes it is a derby, but it's not, not on that kind of scale. Yellow card for uh, Ben Thompson. The referee's got a bit of a reputation for being a yellow card, man. Well, yeah, well, unless he's made it... Well, the ref certainly has a reputation, but at least Ben Thompson's made it to half an hour without a yellow. <laughs> ball over top. Beats the Chole then. Look like a handball. Just the lines look at it. Look like a handball. For the moment, we're not only beating him. And Morrison was through, but the handball looked like a good shout as well. He kind of went through him. 32 minutes. Harsh, but, harsh but true. Morrison is almost like a, a pound shop cantonar in our team. He, he has a fine line in Gallic style, um, what's the word? Insouciance, isn't it? Insouciance. Um, kind of moodily, you know, prowling the uh, the halfway line area and just in front, a little ball over, waiting for the, the correct ball. And that was nearly it there. But it does, it's almost like a, a Burmese version of Eric Cantonar from our point of view. Same kind of arrogance on the pitch, same kind of preparedness to dig out other players, and the same delivery of quality when required. Force trying to find Steve Morrison, the goalkeeper clears and flaps at it at the last moment. Might push it out for throwing. So Lions on 35, just past the 35 minute mark. Left hand side on the 36 minute, coincidentally, but nice attack and brought away there by Sean Cummings. The, it's the classic game plan, dear listener. That is to soak up shoulder pressure. Morrison gets flattered. Is that a yellow card? It's going to be a yellow card for the Charlton player. So it's at least it's one body trying the yellow card front. 
for a little clip on um, Morris's ankles. Morris is in the face of the uh, the linesman, moaning at him. Rightly so. Oh. Paul Robertson breaks down there. The 50 is certainly all over Steve Morrison. But this is this is meat and drink for Morrow, isn't it? This is his kind of um, his kind of player because the, the man is clearly getting uh, rattled and he's on a yellow card now as well. Certainly, the 50 who's been on Morrison from the start of the game, physically on him, is now under under the cosh, under heavy manners, as I say. Falls to Sean Williams now. He's, he's made a great first half to try to find Aidan O'Brien, put the ball through. Unlucky. So I'm just, I can't believe I'm having a conversation about the colour of Neil Harris's trainers well, with Paul Turner well, and Lions Trust. Well, not like they normally do. Well, on behalf of Lions Trust, can I just say that normally when we're at home, Harris looks like a tweeny with his um, really bright white trainers. But today he's gone for the black look. Um, you know, being that I'm a yeah, style counselor, is is this a home and away um, trainer routine? Hex. You know, does he does he actually decide? Oh, I'm going to wear the black ones because we're we're away from home. It's going to, have to be one for the listeners. I, I can't. Well, I think the next away game I go, which might well be in ten years' time, <laughs> might I, I might observe it's whether strange. his trainers are dark or, or, or light. I think that's a tribute to the quality of play in the first half. The fact we're having that conversation. Oh, it's an absolutely shit game. It. It's been a poor game, scrappy. Yeah, very, very scrappy. I think that the chances for us, but we're not taking them. But we just sat back a little bit for yeah. as a half more on. I think it's it's been a it's been a long ball game on both sides, frankly. Yeah. Um, we, we we pound it anyway, but they, they seem to be drawn into that. I guess yeah. since they want to pass it more. Absolutely, more more shots on target from them, and and, and obviously um, Archer's made had to made a couple of saves. Um, very even game. I'll take a point right now if you if you offered it me. Oh. If only I had that power, that gift. There's the half-time break. Um, no footballing classic. I think that's that's the best way to sum that up. Paul. Scuffly kind of game, really, isn't it? Scrappy. Yeah, you, you'd like to think that it might open up a little bit in the second half, Nick. Um, a little bit like the home game did, but I, I have to say there's been precious little quality in the first half, yeah. um, which is unlike the game at the Den. I thought the first half at the Den was OK, quite pulsating. You might well be right that the lack of atmosphere from the Don't home fans it. doesn't help the game at all. And... Um, it is a little bit boring, I have to say. Let's hope for a better second half, dear listeners. We'll be back after these messages. Achtung, Mailball. Are you tired of having no voice at Millwall? Then why not join the AMS, the Association of Millwall Supporters? The AMS is an independent fan group, meaning they're not directly affiliated with the football club, and therefore they aim to truly represent the fans' best interests. To join the AMS, visit amsgroups.info. That's amsgroups.info. Or if you're on Twitter, go to at a underscore m underscore s underscore group, and they will be happy to answer your inquiries. Teams coming out the second half. I tried to do a little bit of the periscope for your listeners, but couldn't get any connection. I don't know, it's because we're so far in the depths of the valley here. No reception here, I don't know. But um, is it any loss to, to the Royal Society? I don't know, probably not. Right, fading. Club lights start to play their part now. The, 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 the pitch is much more illuminated because in the first half, sunshine has dropped. 
let's hope that it makes a more atmospheric second half, dear listeners, because it was a pretty poor first half overall. Great support, great support. The man raised us great support. It was as flat as a pancake, dear listeners. They missed the for now, Charlton version, but that was great support. God help us if it was poor support. It's all right, son. Nice kick it off, second off. They'll be attacking the home end, the covered end, as it's known. The vaguest sound of the drum is a little ball falls. This is Gregory, gone with the goalkeeper. It's 50-50 goalkeeper clears. 47 minutes. So I was just going to comment that it was a vague sound of drums. You know, like in the old Western movies, um, when the, the Indian uh, tribes on the warpath, there's always the faint sound of drums away in the distance. That's what it sounds like from the air. Uh, it's Charlton on the attack now. Great tackle, as the man says. Referee gives a free kick. And no way, as the, as the crowd said. That was a fair tackle. He's conceded a free kick from that slag of a referee, whoever he is. The 15 rolled around. He's been shot now. 49 minutes. Going to be a free kick for Cholton on the right-hand side. Trainers coming on again. Cholton player wants his bum rubbed. Wants his bum rubbed. Cholton wants his bum rubbed. I think he does. It's the old uh, gluteus maximus. Fain injury. Fucking rolling around like a tarp. And it comes into the middle. Ball popping around, push. Ball in the net, but free kick there. Ball popping around for a moment, it went in the net, but it was a free kick awarded from the fence by the Charlton forward. Huge launch forward. Pulls to Fred. And three back to goal, unfortunately. This is Gregory. Shot across the goal, with no power. 51 minutes. to our side stand here. Ball bobbing around inside the Charlton penalty. It's taken by the Green Cat goalkeeper. As you can hear, there's a little bit of um, excitement, a little bit of interest to the side stand. Two folks are gesticulating to us and getting, getting like-minded responses back. The game needs to be up by some method. At least they've supplied a bit of interest. Ask Paul, you're an expert in gesticulating the football matches, Paul. What does that mean? I think it's his actual audition for Britain's Got Talent. Um, well, I've never watched just hands, it. Oh, just hands. Um, look, he's still doing it. Look, look at the geezer. He loves a parker. Look, Stuart's going to tell him off. Hey, sit down, you cunt. There you go. Sit down. Ball in there, in the cameras. That's going to go for a, a corner. Mr. Disallowed goal there, though. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain to the young lady behind me how I do this. And you can't really explain it. It's, it's like, um, what's the old quote about jazz? If you've got to tell it, explain what it is, you ain't going to understand the answer. So she's asking me if it's more measured or if it's excitable, I think, in the, in the, in the, in the high drama moments. In the, in, the high, in the high drama moments, I get excited. In the high drama moments, I get excited. Not like measured. CBL magazine on, on Twitter. Yeah, uh, CBL. Nick, 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 Nick. Yeah. Charlton playing that down again. That's going to be a, a high cost game for him so far, Paul. Well, it, taking a lot of casualties out there. Well, it does seem that uh, I 
don't know if it's a pitch or... Both sides. Yeah. 
anyone who followed my Twitter feed in the week might have seen that I was uh, luck lucky enough to, I was lucky enough to attend the NBA basketball game between the Denver Nuggets and Indiana Pacers. Um, was there, I had, had a few drinks, I'm going to have to be honest with you dear listeners, uh, it's, it's an interesting sport basketball. I'm not sure it moves me inside, I'm not sure it's a game I would ever um, follow with passion, but um, the Millwall fan inside me was just struck by the fact that no one swears there. There was one early move from tip-off and um, uh, as, as, as a search falls on from Indiana wearing, wearing blue and they got balked as they ran into near the basket and my instinct was to stand up and shout out what a cunt, you know, you cunt, but of course no one does it there, it's a family atmosphere, it's a clean atmosphere um, it's a bit like Disneyland very different sports event entirely um, but no one swears there so um, you do miss your Millwall at times like it's a culture shock isn't it, US sports um, and, and sports generally nowadays are clean cut, corporatised, sanitised events and uh, Long may we retain our identity at the den. Say that. No more. 20 minutes to go. 70th minute of the game. It's been a drab affair. Drab, to say the least. That's nil-nil. There to be one. May trickle through here. This is Ferguson. Shot on goal. Oh, inches wide on the volley on the left side. Fantastic moment. Little-headed um, pass through from uh, Morrison to the left. Ferguson pulls it in the volley. One of those moments. Just wide. Fraction wide. Shown on the attack, 72, 72 minutes. Not passing the ball around from their side, much less direct than we are. They work the wings better than we do, I feel. We've looked a little bit better since um, Ferguson's come into it. We've yet to see anything from Worrell. A lot of possession for Charlton at the moment. At halfway inside, there's a sense of tension suddenly building as, as the game approaches its denouement. Do like that word, denouement. Here they come down the left side. Williams is going to take it. Lofts it in, into the middle, oh, flashes shit. across, it falls to Morrison, off the line from the shot, the scuffed shot on the uh, on the right-hand side, he's back with Morrison, can he get the cross in, he can, into the middle, flashes across the Charlton goal, opportunity there, 74 minutes, he turns his man beautifully on the halfway line, a little break from Millwall, right-hand side, no one there, no one supported him, Gregory shoots, it's wide, 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 scuffed it wide, it's quite a way wide in the event, but it was a, a very, very tight angle, Lee Gregory. Mill corner, 82 minutes. So left side corners we look, Ferguson takes, it's deep into the middle. Oh. There, that's falls oh. to the far post, almost falls to Craig, it's going to go to another corner, right-hand side. Right-hand side corner now. So it comes down from the right, I think that was Warrell that took. Oh. Webster calls it full on the head, it was wide, a moment, opportunity again, 83 minutes. So there we are, we are live on um, Achtung Mill and Periscope. We've got a Mill free kick right down the far end. Every time I've put this Periscope on, we've scored a goal. I'm hoping to maintain my run. Ferguson's going to take on the left-hand side. It's lobbed into the middle. Flick header. Oh, inches wide, inches wide on the far post. 85 minutes. We'll try and stay with it because people seem to like it on the, on the Periscope. I'm also recording the podcast at the same time. So how about that? That's a... That's doing two things at once. What do you like to doing two things at once, Paul? Any good? Terrible. Terrible. Well, there we are. Harsh. Yeah, I think it's been a pretty bad game. I think uh, it's very, very scrappy. Two scrappy teams, as you say. A point. You know what? I would have took that if you'd said that to me at three o'clock this afternoon, if I'm honest. 
Jesus! The lines was pulled out for offside. There's a lot of beat Millwall song. I prefer it when we're up there in to sing that. Is that it? Looks like it's it. Everyone, is that, is that the finish of the game? It, it is. Or is it? No, it's not, is it? Confusion. Must be. Yeah, it's all over. This is red. So that's the 50 cent off. Full time. Sorry for the confusion there, but it was a confused finish. Um, Charlton player finished up a red card on, on, on the, the, the death of full time. So that's nil-nil um, at the Valley. Um, here come the Royal Plus to take the applause of the, of the travelling fans, 3,000 fans. Um, flat atmosphere for the Charlton supporters, great atmosphere for the Lions fans. Probably a point well won. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this last few minutes coverage of this nil-nil draw. Thank you to for coming on today's show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks very much, Nick. And uh, over and out. Achtung, Milbal. Big welcome back onto uh, a man who's ra- rapidly becoming a show regular, Dan Goodwin of Lions TV. Welcome back, Dan. Here he is, he's back again. Cheers, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good, mate. Yeah, um, we're talking about yesterday's South East London derby, Charlton nil, Millwall nil. Um, a scruffy, yeah. scruffy drab affair, Dan. Uh, quality in short supply yesterday, mate, overall. Yeah, I mean, it was... I went to the game confident. I think a lot of the fans did. Yeah. I think, you know, that, that bodes well for how we've been doing lately. Like, the fans seem to have a bit of confidence back in the team, but... If you look at it realistically, I mean the way we rolled on the other week, you know, it's been twenty one years at their ground, they weren't gonna they weren't gonna roll over and make it easy for us. And no. It, it was scrappy, it was scruffy, but four points off them over the course of the season is is a good return. Well it's, it's been a fantastic Christmas and New Year period and I mean as as poor as the game was yesterday, it, it continues that run. I think I think you're right, four points out of six over Cholton is um is always good news. Um it was it was a strange game yesterday. It wasn't quite what I expected. It was much flatter than the, the game at the Den Dan, I felt. Um Yeah, I think I mean they they, they packed out uh, their end, didn't they, when they come to us and what we packed out. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah. I had sort of patches of fans here and there. It just didn't help the atmosphere. But I think, I think the big thing yesterday for us is when Morrison doesn't fire. Yeah, you know, we, we don't fire, do we? And I think, no. No, I mean, our game is, is totally reliant on, on the, the direct ball. We'll call it direct ball. We won't call it long ball. We'll go to him. And if, if he doesn't get any change at centre-half, that, that's pretty much the end of our game plan. So, <laughs> we mean, had a, the big number 50 yesterday. He was uh, yeah. a bit like me, but tall, the geezer. He's, um, he's a big old lump. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and if, if Morrison doesn't win that aerial battle, then that's pretty much the end of our game plan. I think I think that's why he brought on um, Fergie for AOB, trying to get a few crosses in, didn't he, in the second half. which seemed to work a bit better. We just, um, just couldn't convert yesterday. It could be any of our chances. No, I mean, uh, last time you and me spoke, I think you were critical of our wide men. Um, I don't think anything's changed to particularly alter, alter your viewpoint. I mean, Fred Fred seems to be on... It wasn't his best game yesterday, but he still looked um, in flashes quite dangerous. But um, we're in the January transfer period, Dan. Would you be looking wide for, for any, any changes? Yeah, what's, like, what is going on, mate? He's even, even, it's not even been a rumour. I don't know. We haven't looked to bring anyone. I would... I mean, I, as people probably know, I don't really rate Fergie. He, he, I mean, yes, he's got a, a nice delivery and package, yeah. but he's, he's not—he's not tough enough. He's, he, doesn't, he, he looks like he doesn't want to be there half the time for me. I mean, Wallace would be great, but I think we could suffer. I can suffer Fred on the right. He's coming on. He is coming he's on come on a huge way, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he made a run yesterday. I think it was the second half. We were um, attacking the home end, and, and it was one of those Fred runs where he seemed to go past about two or three defenders. And he, in those flashes, he does show something special. Yeah, um, he does. He does. It's just his final ball, but I think that will come over time and. Experience and more games, you know. But I would, I would be looking for a left-footed mid, left midfielder. Let's go um, down, down someone, left. Yeah, someone's, yeah. Gonna, someone's got a bit of pace. Someone's going to attack the fullback and then give give us a different option than this direct ball. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Best chance of the game fell in the first half, didn't it? To to Lee Gregory, um, and he was put through. I think he lobbed it. He, he lobbed the goalkeeper. It went from what I could see of it. I had a very tall bloke standing in front of me, Dan, and from what I could see of it, it went about a, a yard wide of the of the uh, right post as he shot. Um, couple of good yeah. chances in that first half. And Byron had a, had a had a go as well at one point. He he, he couldn't get any power on the header. Um, yeah, he's a bit of fifty p ahead of me, but he's, he's good at the back. But obviously, when the when the centre half comes out, they get they start getting a bit, a bit dizzy, didn't they? So getting the other team's box, yeah, he didn't probably connect with it. But so we had, I think we, we didn't play great, no, but we had the chances. We certainly had the chances. Again. 
Yeah, I mean, there was opportunities in the second half as well. I mean, uh, once Ferguson came in, I thought our wide play improved. I, I do take your point about um, needing to, 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 you know, to, to raise the quality going down the wings. But um, he got a cross in, and I th- was it? Um, Hush- well, there was a couple of chances, wasn't there? I think um, Gregory apparently hit the post, which I missed in real time, or hit the crossbar. And there was a couple of um, corner chances for Webster and, and Hutchinson, I think, went close as well. But um, yeah. I, mean, I felt nil-nil probably reflected both sides. I mean, that Charlton, their, their talking point is a disallowed goals, um, neither of which I can really comment on because I didn't really see much of them. But um, Well, I was, I, was, I was right at the front. I was right. actually right at the front. I was obviously getting busy, getting busy with my GoPro, weren't I? And, um, <laughs> it was, Archer sort of runs to take a quick kick out of his hands to find Gregory. Yeah. And he sort of thrown it up. And then someone sort of was... He sort of threw it into the path of the bloke and then went to strike it, but then pulled out because he he's thrown it in front of the bloke. Right. So he didn't even go to strike it. He's bounced and someone's put in it. To be honest, I think, I should, I think he should have stood. Well, I mean, that's what Harris has said, hasn't he? I mean, Harris... Same opinion, yeah. Yeah, and in, a, in a press conference afterwards said it it probably would have should have stood. Um, and Carl Robinson, I thought it was a bit undignified to... Um, he's got his laptop out in the press room afterwards and... In Did a, he? I, I didn't see that, but I yeah. he has, he's got some trap negation on the touchline, the whole man. He's got a very scarce wine to him. He's, he's saying, you, I, I'm going to get fined if I say this, but you can look at this and, and write what you want. And I just thought it was a little bit undignified, but then what, what else you going to get from him um, I, I didn't see enough of it so I, I, I take your point mate um, I suppose they'd regard themselves as unlucky not to win it in that case that goal should have stood yeah well you know it's, just, it's one of them and if, if me aren't that bollocks should be my uncle he didn't, didn't, didn't count and they, they, they were never, never going to score any other way they, they, similar to us they huffed and puffed but they couldn't yeah. have nothing you know no no quality in the, in the final with the final effort on goal no, as we did yesterday. To be honest, with you, I mean, as much as I love uh, Gregors and, and Morrison, I think that um, I, I would have bought that Harry Smith for just for something to change it. Run. Yeah, just um, for something different. Because Morrison weren't really out yesterday. Is it? It's, I mean, I'm not criticising; he's fucking brilliant for us, but sometimes that will happen. And yeah, but this, that we didn't just try something different up front. I think I think I think I'll make you right. There was it was it was a game that was um, you know one goal would have settled it. I, I think if Charlton had got that goal, they probably would have gone on to win it because I didn't think that we uh, we ever really looked at our, our, our dangerous best. But um, you know it's been a great few weeks really for the club, and we we are looking upwards now. Um, seems a bit yeah, churlish to moan, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's just my name, and just when you think it's going to our season's going to click, like I thought after Berry, yeah. that's it. That's going to be a pivotal moment in our season, and then we we lost two in a row. And then, sort of last last week at Bournemouth, the great result. I mean, made another state. Bournemouth had, you know, didn't have their full side. No, they didn't. It. No, but that's forty million pounds worth of talent. And that's still going to be better than the Charlton side that we played just like. Absolutely, so yeah, absolutely. A lot yeah. of people were excited yesterday. I mean, I saw uh, Lee Gregory in the week saying, you know, we really feel like we've clicked now. We're full of confidence. We know we're going to score. And um, I think a lot of people. And then you think yesterday, do you know what? We're going to roll these today, and then push right on, and it just doesn't happen. We just sort of. Well, look, point and- one thing I take out of yesterday's game. I'm just looking at the BBC website whilst I'm talking to you, Dan. I'm just looking. I'm not a great one for these statistics, but this this is interesting. That Charlton had 66% possession yesterday, the 35% for Millwall, which is quite a two thirds to one third um, 
ratio. Um, yeah. 12 shots from us, but only two on target. Now, that's that's an off day for our, our strike force because that would normally be, you know, 12 shots would have meant at least a couple of goals um, and more yeah. on, on target. It was just one of those days up front, I think. That was that was the difference because I think we had the chances to take that game yesterday. Um, I think we'll always concede. That, that, that. This, 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 that's exactly how I'm going to every game. I'm going to every game thinking there's absolutely no way in the world as long as we've got, got an arm after them kids can shoot today. But I know we're going to score two or three, so... Yeah, it's, um, it's not going to be boring, is it? But I mean, yes, it was. That uh, proves what I know. But just you know, that's that's how I look at. I look thinking, you know, we're going to score definitely, but we'll concede. But yes, I think it's just one of them days. and it happens sometimes. It was a heavy old pitch out there. I mean, Charlton were, were players were going down like nine pins at one point, weren't they? Um, I just think it was it was a it was a kind of a, a typical midwinter's game, tough on the legs, and um, you know, I think just get through it. I think is the main thing. We've got another one next week up at Bradford, Dan. Um, tough yeah. game. About three, about three, we're going to be taking three thousand up there. <laughs> Take about three hundred up there, I think. Um, I'm, I'm going. I'm going up there. You going up there, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm going. I put, I get the train at King's Cross, half past eight. I'll come and find you. I'll come and find you. Um, you're on the train, yeah? I'm going. Yeah, I've got a later train than that, but I'll, I'll, I'll probably catch up with you at the ground, mate. In that case, it'd be nice to say hello no to you. No worries, mate. Um, yeah, definitely, all right, mate. Yeah, thanks. that's fantastic, Dan. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. You do. You take. No, you, take your boys to the football this morning. I hope they're good. We need more stars of the future. Well, I'm trying to hang out in the car because it's absolutely pissing down out there. But thanks a lot, Dave. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. Big welcome on the show to Mickey AMS. Welcome back on the show, Mick. Um, another eventful week. And it's uh, yes, it's getting fun now, isn't it? <laughs> That's one way to put it. The um, the uh, meeting at Lewisham was cancelled or adjourned at the last minute due to legal advice this week. Um, this was going to be considering the imposition of the compulsory purchase orders and. Again, um, so this is now postponed yet again. I think that's been about the third time this this meeting has been postponed. This well, time, yeah. this time on legal advice, we understand. Yes, um, there was a couple of bits. I think there was some communication between people, and and also everything was come out recently. Um, but uh, make sure that they've uh, crossed the T's and dotted the I's as such, and make sure that nothing's put out. What um, can come back and bite him on the arse, I think. Yeah, I mean, the campaign continues. The can- campaign reached, a, I think we could call it a crescendo, on, on Monday and Tuesday of this week. It was an intense period of um, work on the social media. Um, I think it's I think it's appropriate to thank everyone that's taken part so far and to say that your work has been fantastic in retweeting and, and, and keeping the, the issue... High up on the on the Twitter, um, uh, the trending lists. I mean, it's been an amazing, an amazing effort. Just the the, the story's gone global. Um, I've seen stuff. Well, certain people in Lewis and Council have tweeted with Hungary, Germany, France. Yeah. I've seen stuff from Brazil, um, Uruguay, um, the States. Um, there's stuff all over all over the world, mate. So because of everyone doing what they've done with the Twitter and everything else and the social media and everything else, it's just taking it absolutely to another level. Um, and pretty much it's, it's where we wanted it to go. And, and yeah. we, we sort of had pipe dreams, didn't we? We discussed it and we planned stuff and we, we ideally we wanted it to go. 
Um, but it's not until it suddenly hits those levels that you suddenly go, shit. No, it's, um, uh, it's quite you know, something. Our fans are amazing. Absolutely. And it, I mean, it's our fans, and it's the fans of other clubs. It's the fans. It's the fans from the other clubs. Are, are it's quite astounding, Mick, isn't it? Yeah. To get to get people who we class as rivals and people who, you know, to get messages from people in Leeds, Huddersfield, um, you know, even the likes of West Ham, Chelsea, yeah. Man United, Arsenal, to send you messages saying, look, I fucking hate your club, yeah. but this shouldn't happen. Um, just shows really that it's a, it's a bigger, it's a bigger player than any, any rivalry or anything else. A lot of political support now. We've we've had um, you know across the spectrum. We've we've had um, Sadiq Khan spoke on. I think it was Tuesday, um, expressing his view that the club should remain in the borough of Lewisham. Which, you know, is the fact he spoke. I thought was more um, important than what he actually said there because he, he clearly didn't want to speak, but he was forced to by pressure. No, he didn't. I mean, he, he can't really get involved in the actual Lewisham debacle. But what he can do is because Boris obviously gave it a housing zone, he could threaten to pull the housing zone agreement. So that would suddenly take away twenty million pounds worth of funding and and, and drop it um, back in the laps to to look at what's fine. There, there are options that he can do, but whether or not he does those, I don't know. And we've had a couple of questions online last night. We posted the fact that you and me would be talking today. So Craig uh, Jones has asked two questions, one of which we probably can't answer to a degree, but we'll we'll have a, a go at doing our best with it. Um, he's asked if um, if there's any plans for any. Um, uh, prosecutions out of this now I, th- I think it's a very um we, we don't prosecute anyone craig i think that's probably the first thing to say um but clearly we we anything that we turn up our group turns up mick would be passed to the authorities and then you know uh, if if it if it becomes usable i think that's probably the best we can say in answer to that don't you i think there's probably i mean i, I don't know if people realize or not but we've got a, a various selection of um, barristers and lawyers involved on our side um, and anything what's contentious or any issue um, what we don't understand gets passed to them um, if yeah. anything comes out of that going forward then it will be purely down to them we're not in any um, I don't think we're in any professional um, capacity to be able to do that no no we, we, we're, I mean we are people often ask what is AMS and it is effectively a group of like-minded individuals for want of a better way to put it so you know we, we hold no um legal legal position in in that sense but certainly there is information that we're looking at and reviewing um and that would be passed where it would need to be passed if anything came to light i don't know if that's an answer for craig but it's probably the best we're going to give to you mate at the moment um yeah. The other one is is asked, which is a good question actually, is whether Sajid Javid, who is the Secretary of State for Local Government and Communities, I can't remember the full title of it now, has any any role. Now he he his department, Mick, would be the overseeing department in the event of a public inquiry if the CPOs go through. So he would have a, a role there to play, wouldn't he? Um yeah, his officers um his officers would um, he, he's got the power to possibly call it into a public inquiry now if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, again, obviously, we're working on some bits and pieces regarding him. Well, obviously, we're not going to go into detail now, but there are bits and pieces we're working on in the background. On yeah, that. Active, um, active lines of inquiry, I think they're called in the, yeah, in, in the and, uh, and, um, legal world. And then, they? obviously, once we know a bit more on that, then obviously we're, um, we'll publish um, any communication or anything else like we have done before. But, yeah, it's... It's definitely a viable option um, with him. 
Um, we shall see. But that would obviously, yeah. Uh, we need to look at a few other bridges towards that first. So we need to get a, a clear runway towards it, um, and then we can do it. So just to finish off um, this little piece now, Mick. I mean, the, the, the there is a crowdfunding um, or just giving account that's been set up for anyone that wants to help with costs. Some of the inquiries we're making do carry costs with them, and we we need resources to be able to do that. So, um, if you go onto the AMS Twitter feed, I think there's links on there, Mickey, isn't there? The, where people yeah, find I think it. there's links on there. I can always get it back on and put it at the top of the profile. If not, it's on the Facebook page. It's, um, it's on various other stuff. So yeah, been a magnificent effort. We've got. Um, I think we're, we're pushing towards the five thousand pound mark at the moment. Just to yeah. say. Um, all resources are needed. We we don't know what lies ahead. We don't know what um, money we will need to spend it on on what yet. A lot, there is a lot of costs involved in in searching um, various locations, isn't there, Mickey? There is, yeah. There, there is. So far, it's been done, um, you know, relatively um, out of our own pockets as such. Um, but yeah, going forward, there's there's going to be some um, potential costs. Also, we um, we're just in the process of setting up an email address. So if people want to offer help or you know want to get involved in things, if we've got anything planned that matches that sort of stuff coming up, um, then we will release that. Um, I think it's probably going to be um, Lewisham Four at AMS um, dot info. Um, but again, we can. Uh, just keep a look out on the Twitter feeds and stuff and we publicise it, but it's just a way of, so we can get a, a base and, and just obviously if we need help um, with bits and pieces on a match or stuff like that, we'll, uh, we'll go from there. But there are some things being planned, as you know. I do, um, I do. Uh, and obviously we're, we're going to detail it in nearer the time. Um, we're not being funny with it, it's just a, um, you know, this is a, a public broadcast as such, and we're yeah. not necessarily going to give the enemy the heads up until we're no. ready to sit there and go through with it. When, you, when you're playing poker, you don't show your opponent your hand of cards, so we, we will say no more than that. Um, no. one, one thing that does occur to me as I'm talking, I mean, the, the, the postponement buys time for all sides. That includes them as well as us. Um, yeah. We do see evidence online, and I'm utterly amazed that this goes on, but there we are, we're playing for high stakes. There's a, a group that's kind of um, uh, joined joined with us, the Beckenham Place Park Golf Course Protest Group. Obviously, yeah. um, they don't carry the same kind of um, public image that um, that Millwall does, but um, there's, there's a blog that one of the ladies published on there, and these are just ordinary people, listeners, these are not... Um, you're kind of swampy trying to prevent the construction of a road. This is trying to preserve a, a public asset in Beckenham Place Park, a public golf course. My family's played there. I dare say a good few of our listeners' families would have played golf on there. For working-class people, it's often the only access to a golf course. So they were protesting at the um, Lewisham's plans to um, uh, contract out services and effectively run it down. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, we're going to have to be careful with that and say, obviously, allegedly, um, her her opinion is that they, they set up troll accounts. Um, one of those troll accounts, to be fair, did worth following us and trying to um, communicate with us at the beginning as well, which yeah. um, we sort of ignored. But if that's proven, then um, that's uh, a really worrying... Um, turn of events, shall we say, yeah. I mean, there, there's one other thing while, we, while we're talking on the Twitter and all that, like, I just have to, I keep meaning to do it, and I don't. The, um, the saying no to the CPO um, hashtag. hashtag as such was um, given to us by a fan, um, Loyal Wall on, on Twitter. Yep. Um, I've been promising him a shout-out for, for months, 
Um, but yeah, he's a <laughs> big fan. The loyal wolf. Yeah, no, he's, I've seen his name. Um, he, he retweets relentlessly. He's been part of the um, part of the effort. Um, the effort is collective. The effort is everyone listening to this show, everyone that follows us on on social media. We're going to need it again because um, the cabinet meet, I think, in February. So we have to plan our. our we have to plan our crescendo again, Mickey, don't we? Um, yeah, I mean, we've got some things planned before then, um, what we will need everybody's support with. So just keep monitoring the um, the Twitter feeds, everything else, and then when it goes, then obviously make sure you support. And then thanks very much for everyone who supported that thunderclap. I mean, they ended up being sent out to nearly 280,000 accounts. The, the numbers, the reach that we, 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 we were generating earlier on this week for the, the Millwall issue, were numbers were quite incredible, Mickey. You showed me stats that were showing, what was it, 1.2 million had seen? It's on 1.75 now. 1.75 million people viewed tweets related to this issue. That's the kind of reach yeah, that over, social media has. Over 35, I think it's over 35,000 people who clicked on our profile to see who we are and stuff like that. So, yeah. And you can take it's really it, impressive, mate. You can take it from us. Um, they Lewisham do not like the spotlight. They do not like the light being shone into the dark corners. No, what we're hearing um, through people and and the connections we say or have uh, an understanding of them, um, they really don't like it. So carry on. Just remember that. Look, the information we're putting out, I think we need to do it because there's been a various few accounts, um, especially over the last week and a half, two weeks or so, was been, or week and a half especially, has been putting stuff out. It's, everything that we put out is factual, found, documented, proven, and it's there to stand up. If you're going to put stuff out there, make sure that you can back it up. Yeah. Because if you're putting stuff out there, well, you've just done a, a, a front-end search, and you found some bits, and you've done this and done that, be very, very careful because if they want you, they will come after you and see you. Um, as much as we're sitting there throwing in doubt who the ownership of renewal and stuff like that are, they've still got money behind them. Yes, they do. Money's power. They could be very yep. powerful. Absolutely. And the last thing you want is someone coming after you. So just be careful what you're putting out. Um, you know, it's everything that we've got and everything that we're doing is all double-checked and triple-checked and checked again um, by lawyers and various people. So... We've got the backing now, but obviously, if you haven't got that, just be careful. No. Well said. Big thank you, big thank you to Mickey for taking time out this Sunday morning, coming on the show. Um, we won't overdo no, it. There's right. more to come over the weeks ahead. So stay tuned, listeners um, and social media viewers, because there's going to be more action to come. Big thanks, Mick. No worries, mate. Cheers, mate. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. 
not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 